Hey, welcome to episode 17 of Teach Me Tiger. There's a saying that's, there's two ways, two paths to God, one's through celibacy and one's through sex. <laughs> and I wholeheartedly believe that. And I choose to reach the dim- divine through sex. Welcome to Teach Me Tiger, where two best buds sit down with their other experty buds to learn about stuff. We're the best buds. And we like to think we're your favorite neighbors. Because we are, right? Right. Aren't we your favorite neighbors? How many times have you had to call a sound complaint on us? Very rarely. Just a couple. Yeah. And I never use a leaf blower before 11 o'clock. No, you're like, those guys are pretty quiet. They keep to themselves. Mm -hmm, When mm -hmm. they make extra chili, they bring me over some. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Banana loaf. Yeah. Hit me up with a banana loaf once in a while. Return the favor, neighbors. Yeah. 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 What the fuck? (laughs) You're not our favorite. (laughs) Hey, I'm Melody Starkweather. And I'm Sarah Wright. Welcome to our show. (laughs) We're pretty excited about this one. Yeah, we are. X, X, excited. (laughs) <laughs> oh, she's on fire again. Again, she's done it again. On fire. That's a song. I don't know. I actually had this girl on desire. fire. Oh, different one. Different one. <laughs> First of all, exciting news. Tell me. Tell me. We're on Patreon. You were telling me about this mm-hmm. Patreon. Yes. What the fuck is it? What's okay. it about, Mel? Tell us. Tell okay, us. I'm going to tell you about Patreon. Tell it's me. a place where you can be a patron to your favorite artists, podcasters, etc. I want to so, be a patron. It makes me feel rich when I say I'm a patron. Yeah. Do so I the, have to be rich to be a patron? You do not. What? So you could do like five bucks a month because you love our podcast and we're pals and you want to support us in this thing that we do for free. Yeah. Right? That'd be awesome. If you don't want to pay, that's fine. But if you have five bucks a month, it would be super awesome because we could get special new mics eventually. We could get some merch, all of the merch, things. Merch, 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 merch. We're already designing merch, you guys. You won't be disappointed. Can I just say? Uh-huh. A panties. A panties. This being the sex episode, I'd just like to drop that right there. We're going to make some panties. We're going to make fucking panties. Teach me, Tiger. Pussy panties. So. And uh, I want to make dudes panties, too. <laughs> what are those called? Ugh. Dudes. Whatever. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> whatever, dudes. I want a big tiger on my man's dong. Nope. No. <clears throat> Crotch. Sasquatch. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> it's kind of true. So we're on Patreon, and we'll have some... We got to figure it all out. We're working out the logistics. Yeah. But we'll have some sort of bonus content on there for yeah, people like- who subscribe... Then you uh, get extra stuff. Yeah. From us. So maybe some scenes from the cutting room floor. Maybe some bonus epis. We've been talking about doing sleepover episodes. Yeah. Maybe with our good pal Justine Cruz Campo. Oh snap. Right? Right. 
and some other pals. But she lives really close by, so we can all get drunk and do a slumber party episode. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Duthie. Aaron Duthie! It's going to be so loud. <laughs> yes. Yes. Who else lives nearby who we want to have a slumber party with? I don't know. Everyone. Everyone's invited. If you're a Patreon, you can come to our slumber party. <laughs> Pay us for sleepovers. We're yeah. podcast prostitutes. Yeah, for grown-up sleepovers, you know? Cool. Winky winky. Wink. And drink Prosecco. <laughs> mm. Mm. Ooh. Um, hey, speaking of Prosecco. Yeah. I'll get back to that, but how was your week, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any Prosecco this no. week. No. Uh, my week was great. We did this big like fundraiser thing for the school. We all worked our fucking asses off. The Brook Valley School. Brook Valley School Fall Studio Tour. Boo, 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 boo. Boo. So that was fun and hard work and great. And um, my art hero <clears throat> name drops Susie Osler. Mm. I just love her so much. It's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Look her up. Look her up. She's amazing. She's Susie Osler. She does fucking all kinds. She's just a genius. And uh, she's just a real artist, you know? Mm-hmm. She makes weird, cool shit. And I fucking love it. Anyway, she was like, hey, we should make Teach Me Tiger mugs. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And that's how I feel. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I bought a mug off her, and that yeah. was the best, and it's the most beautiful mug ever. Yeah. And... Oh, Oh. other big news. Yeah? We were approached by this fucking amazing business that Mm. we're like super horny for. Yeah. Love the shit out of these guys. Fieldhouse. Shout out Fieldhouse. Andrew and Juliana. They're so cool. We go there all the time and drink their coffee. The food makes you so horny. You have to bring a change of pants. When you Teeth. eat there, you got to yeah. go change in the back after you eat your, yeah. your sandwich or your noodle bowl. Yeah. <laughs> nice noodle bowl. <laughs> Bam. Oops. <laughs> go to Fieldhouse. Also, they asked us if they could be our sponsors. sponsors. What? We're famous. Well, also, like, they're famous. There's... They're it, famous. They're really cool. I have a guys. crush on them. Yeah. Like, big really time. cool. And they're um, cafe... Restaurant. They make uh, cruffins. 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 I don't know what it is. It's like croissant. Or croissant. Croissant. Croissant muffin. With like um, buttercream filling and shit with like other stuff. I don't even know. The one time they had them in stock because they hadn't sold out yet that day. I was, sa- I was with my sister and I said, okay, when you get back from the bathroom, I'm going to go up there and get us a cruffin. I'm so excited. And by the time she got back from the bathroom, they were gone. Oh, I've never had one. Never had a cruffin. Elusive. Yeah. The elusive cruffin. Yeah. Anyway, we're pretty tickled. Yes, we're we really are. tickled and, and really chuffed about the whole thing. We're chuffed. We're chuffed and we're tickled and we're verklempt. So <laughs> we're having so many emotions right now. Holy fuck, give me a stiff drink. Yeah. I feel Whoa. like I feel like we're we're working our way into like the cool kid crowd or something. I know. Are we are we cool like. kids now? Are we cool kids? I don't oh know. Oh my god. At the studio tour, yeah. I had three separate celebrity sightings of myself. What? Where people who I didn't know were like, either there was like the, oh, hey. And as soon as we see each other, we like recognize each other and then hug and then realize halfway through the hug, like 
yo, we don't fucking know each other. Yeah. I know this person from social media. Right. And they're like, oh, I just know you from the podcast. Like, and they know you really friends. well because we just. Because we're their favorite neighbors. You know, yeah. Basically come in here and take our clothes off and get on stage. Yeah. Right? Because we're podcast we're naked. prostitutes. Yeah. Dancers. Uh, obviously, yeah. Sex and then the workers. other person was like, don't, I know you, I know right. you, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then no. And then she's like, oh my God, this is a podcast. And I was like, holy fuck, we're famous, Mel. Another girl who's um, part of the cool kid crew that we're, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're, we're joining. Yeah. Told Greg. Yeah. That every time she hears the word box, she thinks of my box. Yeah. Yeah. Of reaching inside your box. I know. I know. <laughs> Best day of my life. This is so exciting. I can't wait to get in your box. Let's cheers again. Okay. Cheers. Cool. Cheers. Chin chin. L'chaim. <laughs> Come pie. <laughs> huh? Huh? I drink a lot. So. Okay. How's how, my week? How? <laughs> Stop asking me that, Sarah. <laughs> How's my week? It was what? great. What? Me? No, I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Okay, I'll sing. <laughs> okay. How was your week, Mel? You Chris do? and I went to Toronto for a wedding. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Chris's sister, my sister-in-law, Debbie. A hero. She's a hero. She's a fucking hero. She took our kids overnight, and it's the first night we've had without our kids overnight ever since we had kids. Oh, my God. So we got a hotel room. We went to the Hilton. Did you boink? Yes. Well, I'm sorry I said boink. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, we did. In the um, Hilton. In the Hilton. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, uh, um, ear, ear, ear. <laughs> um, so we got to enjoy not only the Hilton, but like a wedding. We went to a wedding. Wow. No kids. Open bar? Open bar. Oh. They had, guess what they had? What they have? Callback. Prosecco. Prosecco. And I no. drank like a bunch of Prosecco. I was having the best time. I saw some people. Did you dance? With, sure did. I saw some people with beer and I was like, beer looks good. And I tried it. It made me sleepy. So I went back to Prosecco. Yeah. that was the groove I was on. And uh, it was a really great time. Then we went back to the Hilton. You know, had a grown up sleepover at the Hilton. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> if you're saying that now, yeah. call back. Is that what we were offering? We're not going to have sex with you at our Slumber Party podcast. But we are going to get in your ear hole. Am I right? Oh! oh! It depends how much money you give us. I might have sex with you. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Yeah. Continue. Or Cruffins. I mean, you could pay us in Cruffins. Yeah. Julie, Andrew, Cruffins. Huh? We'll have sex with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's, what? what's happening? Ah! Oh. Okay, Mal. Did you get like a breakfast? Like, was there like a continental breakfast? Like, what oh, happened? Fuck, we didn't. Oh, you know what? Okay, what? so it was Nuit Blanche, which, if you're not from Toronto, is a super cool overnight a, art show. It means white All night. over the city. All these places have opened up spaces overnight and all artists have done installations all over the city and it's like from 6 p.m to 6 a.m but we didn't realize that was the same night and so then the next morning we wanted to go for brunch downtown but we're like oh shit like today's not the day so we we drove back towards chris's mom's and got brunch out there but anyway we had breakfast alone no one interrupting us i love that swam in a pool in the ocean (laughs) we went to the ocean um hot tub it was so hot that I almost passed <laughs> out when it? I stood up. Oh, yeah. It was real hot. Was it after all the Prosecco, though? No, sober. Oh. Yeah. Why would you go in a hot tub sober? 
It's bad for you. (laughs) That's what my mom told me always. It's only good for you if you're drinking? Yeah, like, don't go swimming half an hour after you eat. Only go in the hot tub when you're drunk. Yeah. Right. Right. Wine goes bad if you don't drink it all the same night. Right. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So, speaking of sexy times, this episode is with a sexpert. All about sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Uh, I just want to do a little disclaimer. Besides the fact, hey, we're talking about sex. Duh. You figured that out already. Uh, So, like, if you don't want your kids to hear it, plug their ears. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. But we're using the term sex a lot in this, kind of as like an umbrella term. By sex, sometimes we mean penis and vagina. Sometimes we mean penis and anus. Right. Sometimes we need mean oral sex. Sometimes we need vagina and hands. Sometimes we mean women together, men together, men and women, people who identify as men, identifying as women. It's an umbrella term. Maybe it's just making out. Maybe it's just teach me tiger in your ear hole. Uh, uh, uh. Take uh, it. Yeah. Take it. Sorry. First, we'll <laughs> lube up your ear hole with our sweet voices. Yeah, we'll sing some sexy songs to lube up your ear holes. Then we'll jam it in. <laughs> <laughs> just cram it in. <laughs> if that isn't sexy, I don't know what well, is. I don't know what is. My husband cries himself to sleep every night. On his huge pillow. (laughs) Go on. Oh, yeah. So anyway, when we say sex, we mean sexy times. That's what we mean. We mean sexy times. Intimacy. Also, let's totally just call out, like, we're both women in heteronormative relationships right Right. now. Monogamous. Monogamous. As far as, as far I know, as you know, oh. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> we're the same. Yeah. yeah, but I was being the one. I was being the non-monogamous one in that make-believe. Oh, yeah. My bad. I You're... was like, <laughs> that's oh. why I call you my other husband. Boinky, boinky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gross. No one's ever gonna fuck me again after this episode. It's okay. Greg doesn't listen. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't. <laughs> but he won't stop fucking me. Lay off. God. Ugh. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what I'm trying to do is call out that we're monogamous ladies right. in hetero relationships. Anyway, so uh, it, this is an inclusive space. We're into all the different sexes you can have, unless it's with animals. So don't do that. Don't do the farm porn that we talked about last week. Get it out of your ear hole. Get it out of your dirty mind. <laughs> you filthy animal. You filthy animal. <laughs> filthy, filthy tiger babies. All right, cool, man. Great. Well, let's well, bring in our guest, Casey Sexton. Would it be would Would it be disrespectful if I called her Sexy Sexton? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Super respectful. I mean. Sexy Sexton. She has lots of other talents and hobbies, also. Yeah, <laughs> but she's here to talk. But we about don't fucking S-E-X. care about them. X sex, 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 sex. Tiger. 
we want to welcome Casey Easton or Sexy Sexton. That's what Mel kept calling you. Ooh, I like it. Uh, Casey's a massage therapist, yoga teacher, personal trainer. Is this all accurate? Uh, not quite a personal trainer. Okay. Yeah. Tell, okay. Us, tell us all the things you are. A physically active superwoman. That's true. Huh? Mm-hmm. That's and a fun. bit of a sexpert. Also true. Yes. She also offers <laughs> workshops, webinars, and coaching through her company, Erotic Embodiment. Mm-hmm. Would you like to expand on that, Casey? Yeah, we want to know everything I about I want to know it. what you do. Tell us all about you. Would you like to know what I do from an erotic embodiment perspective? Yes. Yes. Because I know you do like everything in the whole universe, but let's talk erotic embodiment. Awesome. Go. So I just uh, took some training this year uh, to become a somatic sex educator, and I'm still in the midst of, of doing that right now. Um, What's that I, mean? Oh, what does that mean? It means that we I educate people about sex through the physical body and through um, experiments and through uh, through their body as opposed to just uh, knowledge. It really okay. uh, has people really need to be more in their body to really get in touch with their sexuality. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you can say you can talk till you're blue in the face or in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you need to like physically. Do stuff yeah. to like release, get out of your head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. why I call it erotic embodiment, like to really tune in to what's going on in our physical body. Cool. Oh. So what does that entail getting um, trained for that? It's it's about a year process and you can make it longer, a little bit shorter if you want to, but mm-hmm. there's uh, five components to it. Three are online and the other two are in-person intensives okay. out on Salt Spring Island in BC with oh. uh, Kaf and Jesse and Captain uh, Liam Snowden and also Kareen Diachuk. They're amazing. So they live out in BC and they've just got such a wealth of knowledge. And Salt Spring Island's like the best place on earth. Yeah. Randy Bachman lives there. Did you bump into him? Hey, Randy. I did not. (laughs) Good. How did I miss that? (laughs) Fucking Randy Bachman. Jesus Christ. I hate that guy. I really hate Randy Bachman. I believe it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So you have to go out to fucking Salt Spring? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I think I'm going to go back in the spring. Cool. Yeah, to finish up. I was there in May this year, and it was so hot. And because of where we are, it's pretty private so i was just like sunbathing nude the whole time it was great that's nice. fucking lovely mm-hmm. that's lots of dream. sex body positive people around cool that didn't mind me being nude everywhere i don't i don't think many people would mind you being probably nude not everywhere you'd be surprised although yeah nudity does make people uncomfortable yeah i don't know why i think that if uh, more puritans people, if more people were nude we would see what real bodies look like and then yeah. we would have a far more positive body image Absolutely. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. So everyone just take your pants off for this podcast and uh, make yourself comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. We all, none of us have pants on. No. Right now. No pants. No pants. No pants. None. Just like sexy panties. Just sexy panties. Well, I'm wearing boxer briefs. Sexy panties. They're super sexy. Yeah. Sexy panties. There you go. I've got like a little lacy thong on right now. Do you really? Mm-hmm. Thongs don't bug you your butt? Oh, uh, there. Yes. Yeah. Right. Because we don't have any pants. <laughs> what, what underwear are you wearing right now, Melody? I'm wearing me undies. Oh yeah, your yeah. online undies. Uh-huh. Tell us about them. Yeah, I heard about them on podcasts. Uh-huh. So you know, have you heard of me undies? I have. Yeah. Have you heard of me undies? Me undies. <laughs> Are they like a subscription thing? They can be. Ooh. Yeah, but I just ordered a five pack. Uh-huh. They've lasted really well. They're pretty comfortable. Mm. Yeah, they're not sexy particularly. What's sexy though? What does that mean? I feel like you can make anything sexy. Yeah, yeah these the shape. Like, I didn't get old lady panties, but I got, like, um, boy brief 
style. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, that's sexy. Those what? are super sexy. I guess. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. All my undies are old lady panties. I love old lady like panties. white and baggy. Yes, actually, <laughs> a little saggy in the butt. They're very old, mm-hmm, ripped right. around the seams. Obviously, it's like between the seam and yeah. the yeah. Someone buy me some fucking underwear. They're holy panties. Holy panties. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's like throwback to last. Do you week. see the face of the Virgin Mary in the crotch? Yeah, my <laughs> snail trails. Fucking. <laughs> what is, what's Jesus's shroud? My snail trails actually. Jesus shroud. It's like is that JC? Yeah. Or is this a time of my cycle where I'm gooping a lot? <laughs> we were talking about that ovulation. ovulation that happen- that's happening to me right now. And Mal. Yeah. She's ovulating I too. I am. It's yeah. ovulation station. Right here. Right here. Do you want oh. us to just rub ourselves on you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of snail trails, we could get real slippery in here. <laughs> <laughs> Slip and slide. Oh. <laughs> Sexual. Okay. Okay. Focus. Focus. Wow. Let's focus. This is what happens. We get off topic. Oh, you get to reach into Melody's box. I'm going to play you a little tune. This is a little, a little tune. We wrote for it. Mm. Ooh. Open. I like this. Okay. I like boxes. Roll up your sleeves. Pull up your socks. Reach on into Melody's box. Icebreakers. Isn't that great? I'm going to close my eyes and do it. Usually I like my eyes open, but we'll see. This is our game called Icebreakers. If you had a time machine, would you go back in time or into the future? Oh, God. Do I have to be specific with my answer? No. You can be whatever way you want. You could even write a poem right now. Rap battle it. (laughs) Go. (laughs) No pressure. And Go. Um, I would probably go back in time. I'm not sure that I'm ready to see the future yet. Mm, fair. Yeah. Do you think you'd go like far back in time, like post or pre-birth situation or like, uh, I would go like so far back in time that I would go to like the brothels in like the 1800s fun. or something Ooh, like that. There'd be a lot of Merkins. Or maybe in the, like the twenties. Yeah. That'd be mm. more fun. The twenties. Yeah. Maybe or a like the less. 60s. I feel oh, like yeah. I should have been born in the 60s mm-hmm. yeah. or like the 50s so I could experience the 60s. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like all the great music and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's probably where I'd go. Go watch Janis Joplin. Yes. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Although I feel like there was a lot of like, I feel like there's a lot of talk about sexual lib and women's lib in the, in the well, like sexual liberation really in the 60s, and late 60s, early 70s. But I feel like there was that for sure. But there was also like tons of uh, icky pressure, like a lot of those hippie things that kind of like really male chauvinist situations. And I feel like there was a lot of women who were probably put in like really bad situations mm-hmm. women were yeah there's still a lot of repression people are starting to break free right i want to break free queen nope <clears throat> into my car <laughs> uh, and the pill came out right so that's fun yeah we were just talking about birth control yeah i'm not sure that i want to be on the pill no it's horrible mm-hmm. i would never do it again birth control's fucked Mm -hmm. and like there's nothing for boys because they have all these side effects oh my (laughs) god imagine not being able to have an orgasm how shitty would that be fucking assholes what the fuck i'm making a ridiculous face ridiculous face ridiculous face we've all been on birth control yeah 
And it's yeah. the pits. It sucks. Mm-hmm. I'm actually thinking about going back on my IUD because then I don't get my period. My boobs don't get sore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. Well, where's the guy UD? The guy UD. I love Fucking it. Jesus. I need to be a scientist. <laughs> Just like shove it right up their ball sack. Yeah. Yeah. Problem solved. Problem solved. Problem solved. Just shove hey, an IUD up your ball sack. I have an idea. Cool. Oh, it's a rubber band. <laughs> the Just tied around their yeah, ball sack. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. The other thing that I was thinking was sticking it right in their pee hole. Yeah. yeah. Get into it that way. <laughs> we just jinxed. We harmonized. Okay. Let's do it again. Again. One more. Okay. Two more. I really like this box. <gasps> it's like super juicy. It's like warm, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and tattooed. Would you rather be compelled to high-five everyone you meet or be compelled to give a wedgie to anyone <laughs> wearing a green shirt? 100% the wedgie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd rather give a wedgie to everyone I meet. Everyone. Uh, is that an option? Yes. Sure. Yeah, I used to wedgie my brother all the time. Do you guys know the high-five trick? Elbow. You look at the elbow. Oh, you never miss. wow. That was yeah. good. Yeah. Right? Every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just look at your partner's elbow <laughs> and then high five. Slam it in. Perfect. Cool. I was kind of looking in your eyes that time. Oh. Mm, still made it. Still made it. Yeah. You didn't get distracted mm. by the beauty. I was just focused. Of my eyes. I was focused. I've been known to almost cause men to crash cars because of my I'm eyes. I'm a sucker for brown eyes. Are you? Mm-hmm. Yes. They're These hazel. I just um, would like you to know that. Mm, they're kind of brown on the inside right now. Yeah, they're actually totally brown. But. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Really? <laughs> They look pretty brown to me. Maybe a little green sometimes on the Sometimes they're a bit greenish. Yeah, they're green sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Especially when I'm stoned or crying. The oh. red really brings out the green. Oh. My yeah. eyes look green when I cry too. Yeah. Yeah. You have really beautiful eyes too. Thank you. Oh my God. This okay. is really good okay. for the listeners. <laughs> one more. There's one more. One more. <laughs> Make a fist. Oh. Slide it all the way in. Hot damn. One of my favorite things. What's the weirdest food you've ever eaten? Hmm. Ox tongue? Oh, yeah. Ox oh. tongue? Yeah. Huh. A uh, little taco shop in Ottawa has ox tongue tacos. And Is that in Westboro? Kind of chewy. Oh, well, there's one on Elgin. It's El Camino. And yeah. there's one okay. in uh, in the market now. Okay. Yeah. And it's it's pretty chewy. It's, it's chewy, It's eh? the texture you'd think a tongue would be. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Is I, that I'd your rather... most used muscle? Your tongue? Mm-hmm. Oh, I would... Th- your most used muscle is your diaphragm, which is your breathing oh. muscle that's oh, around yeah. your ribcage. So the diaphragm um, contracts 20,000 times a day on average, depending on how often you breathe. So people that are athletes will probably use a little bit more, but it's the most used muscle in the body. Well, skeletal muscle anyways, because your heart does a lot of stuff and all your oh, guts right. do a lot of stuff. They're right. all muscles as well. Also your, your arteries. Your guts are muscles? Yeah, they're smooth muscles. I didn't know Same that. as your arteries. And there's also like a little bit of smooth muscle in your veins. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Every day is a school day. I'm you a bit are of an a, expert. I'm a bit of a body nerd. Like I love bodies. Love them. They're fascinating. They are fascinating. Mm-hmm. They're incredible. It's mm-hmm. like a whole universe. Inside yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's how wow. I feel. Cool. Mm-hmm. Body break. Body break. Body break. Take your box back. Thanks. Wipe it off. Um, I'll play with it later if you want. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, is your eyes broken? 
Mm-hmm. I feel like we broke it right off the bat talking about blowjobs and birth control, but I don't this know. is a fact. <laughs> yeah, it's really easy to break. The, that should just be like icebreakers, blowjobs, and birth control. Mm-hmm. Double B. Icebreakers. Okay. All right, then. Let's start with some general just the tips. <laughs> just the tips. Uh, don't just the tip. That's my tip for doing it with me. Mm. I don't want no just the tip. I like it a little bit for a little while. Just a little while. And then I like to like, I don't know. We'll talk about that. Bring it, bring it in. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. I feel you. What are your top five just the tips for how we can be more sexually healthy and or satisfied? Mm, I love that question. Good. I absolutely love that question. Um, one good of my... One. Good one. We did it. <laughs> we did it. Um One of my overall approaches when I talk to people about sex is figuring out how you want to feel. How do you want sex to make you feel? If you guys like contemplate that for a moment, how you name like three things, how you want to feel from your sexuality. What is it? Okay. So I would say open, safe, and playful, maybe fun. That's good. Or fun. Yeah, yeah like same, playful, same, fun. Same, yeah. same. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to feel powerful. I want to feel safe. I want to feel connected. Ooh. Wait, I want that one. No, I also want to feel <laughs> connected. <laughs> what was your first one, Melody? Open. Open. Okay, cool. Which is basically I tend to be connected. a little well. I tend to be a little uptight, so that would be a goal for me. Mm-hmm. Would be to loosen up and like open up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, me too. I'm way more uptight than I sh- ought to be. Yeah, for someone who's so not uptight. <laughs> you know? I'm like, really? That shocks me. I am. I am. Yeah. You know what makes me really uncomfortable is after we have sex or like sexual. I, we did a disclaimer that we were going to be using the word sex a lot, but we mean like a lot of things. We word. already made that. Disclaimer yesterday. Perfect. So like, oh my god, it means so many things. Um, I hate afterwards, or even like the next day when Greg will be like, "Hey, that was so great!" Like, and talk about it. I actually feel like embarrassed, and I'm aware that that's like my own personal like Puritan fucking mm-hmm. shame that's built into me. And it's the worst. Like, he wants to like revisit it and be like, "That was so great! High five! We're amazing!" And I'm like, uh-huh, "Let's not talk about it." Oh my god. Where do you feel that in your body? In my head and in my chest. Mm, interesting. Yeah. And like stomach. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, barf. Yeah. So what, is the, what does that say? Head, chest, stomach. So your solar plexus, your heart, and like your intuition. Mm-hmm. Right? What does that say? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners? Okay. You want to send in some Everyone, guesses? Colin. <laughs> I think that people have the inherent answers in their in themselves. So I just kind of pose the question back to you for you to mull over and right. figure it out. Think about it. Yeah. Because like you homework. have the answer to that. Mm-hmm. You just need to find it in there. And someone needs to kind of like aim a mirror at you for you to actually see it in yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about those three. <laughs> Enough about me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which three things? About mine? Well, yeah, what are your top three things? You oh, have? gosh. It changes every day. Yeah, right. Um, but I really like to feel like a goddess. Yeah. I like to feel really present. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I like to feel really fucking erotic. Okay. Yeah. And like that actually has a little bit of that power to it mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As, mm-hmm. as well as being a goddess, right? Like it's like you feel powerful, you feel strong, you feel confident, you feel uh, whatever, all those words I just said. All of those words. Yeah. So that's how I want to feel. So then keeping with that, like how do you want to feel kind of idea is bring that into not only your sex life, but the rest of your life as well. Mm -hmm. So if you can be sexual or bring the sexual energy into the rest of your life, you're going to be more prepped for it when you Mm -hmm. actually get into the bedroom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. Like you can't go from, well, you can, but it's harder to go from like quiet, nervous wallflower to feeling confident and whatever, just in a snap, especially sexuality. Often when we're having sex or in a sexual situation, we're feeling we're literally in a vulnerable situation. We're often nude. We're often in like <clears throat> compromised positions, having like, you know, your underbelly showing, so to speak, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and part of that's like a part of that's a reframe thing, right? So like if we look at our our naked bodies as as being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Or compromised. Right. Like if that's how we talk about it and that's how we think about it and that's how we feel about it, that's what's going to happen in your body when you take your clothes off. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. So when we can reframe our unconscious mind through words, because your unconscious mind believes whatever you tell it. So if we recreate the dialogue inside our head, then our body just kind of picks it up. Our body just kind of follows the leader. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's the unconscious mind. That is what is in control. Is so really mind. think about, like, I didn't even realize I was saying that until mm. I said it. So maybe, like, and like go you're home a and wordy do person that. too. Like, you love words. I love words. You love words. Yeah. And so writers or speakers, anyone that uses a lot of words, that's what's really important to them. So when they create that dialogue in their head, they can kind of choose however they want to speak, mm-hmm. and then that's what your brain believes and then that's what your body believes so reframe that yeah so maybe go home and what like give, give a little piece of advice right now like what's a practical piece of advice to help do that like more uh specific like go home and or turn after this podcast I really like to to write things down because then you remember like my uh, I have a google keep on my phone which is like sticky notes Okay. And like I write everything down so that I can go back and look at it and then uh, take some time with it. Because when you think about it, it like goes in your brain and then it kind of goes in the back burner and it simmers a little mm-hmm. bit. Right. So that when you go back to look at it, you're like, oh, I've already got some ideas right. in terms of that. So for the next week or so, you guys can write down whatever pops into your head about your body, about your sexuality, about your eroticism, about your partner, about, um, you know, specific things in your sex life. Just write them down. That's all you have to do. You have no judgment, no like figuring out why. It's just, okay, these are the these are the thoughts in my brain. And then you can go back and be like, hmm. And if you want to figure out why, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm more interested just in general in like, okay, well, how can we make that better now and going forward? But how can we, how can we get really embodied where we are and solidify ourselves moving forward? Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's like, watch how you talk to yourself, watch how you talk to other people about your sexuality. Um, feel it in your body where you're feeling it. Like if you're feeling shame, like where do you feel shame? Where do you feel like you're losing a little bit of control? Mm -hmm. Where do you feel like your chest is kind of starting to close in or that your throat gets sticky? You know, all these things are we were just, just talking about that. <clears throat> Sorry. We were just talking about that. <laughs> totally different context. But yeah, so, so write all that stuff down and then go back and reflect on it because you've had some time in your unconscious brain to like mull it over. Yeah. You know? Cool. Uh-huh. So yeah, so that's, so that's the, cool. how you want to feel is like, like utmost importance to me. And then getting out of your head and into your body. And I think yeah, that- Yeah, whoa, that's tricky. Oh my God, like- do you guys think about your grocery list? Yeah. And that thing that you forgot to do and the fact that you have to feed the dog in the morning and like... Or like listening for the children. Like at this point in our mm -hmm. lives, we still have littles. So oh, like... I understand that right now. You're literally listening for a baby at the same time as trying to totally focus on... Or like if you have your baby in your bed, like peeking up. Oh, okay. Baby's still asleep. Let's uh -huh. keep at it. How do you... Right. I I tricky. Can totally relate to that mm -hmm. right now, this specific moment. It gets worse when they're bigger. Yeah, and they then don't they sleep at in. night. Ugh. And then they can walk in on you yeah. while you're doing it mm -hmm. and then ask you questions. Yeah. Because it doesn't really look like you're doing it. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. That was my night the other night. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, uh, so getting out of your head and into your body, what does that look like? And I think that all of this stuff we can't just practice in the bedroom. Like we can't just do it in the bedroom. We have to get out of our brains and into our bodies all the time. So when are the opportunities in your day for you to really tune in? Can you do it while you're showering? It's a really good spot to start. Mm -hmm. When you're putting lotion in your body afterwards, like just really feel your body. Do you have five, 10 minutes to meditate morning and night? Can you walk through the forest and just feel the wind on your face and the ground on your feet? And these are just opportunities to really exist in your tissues, in your like soft tissue skeleton, you know? And so that we can, for those of us that do feel a little bit of like negativity or shame or whatever it is, vulnerability in the bedroom, like bring it outside of the bedroom and then really just kind of tap in and tune into what you've got going on. Your body is with you at all times. You can do it any moment of any day. In the car, even waiting at your, you know, in your traffic jam, mm -hmm. your city commute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just like tapping in and taking a few breaths and just watching your body breathe. You know, one of the 20,000 times you do it a day. <laughs> Crazy. So that's a, that's a big one. And then, so when you get into the bedroom, make it a conscious effort to turn it off, to turn off your brain. What do you need to do in order to turn off your brain? Do you need to write a list of stuff that you need to do down before you go to bed? That's what I do every night. It's like, what do I need to do tomorrow? So then it's not on my mind. Okay. Mm, that's smart. That's very Good smart. Mm -hmm. Like, can you set it up that you've got a little bit of music on? So that, like the kids, A, aren't going to hear you or can you lock the door? That's an, an option too. Or can you yeah. teach your kids to knock on the door before mm -hmm. they enter? So it's like, it needs a little bit of preemptiveness and that's just the way it is. So if you're going to get all grumpy that you have to plan stuff, you're not doing yourself any favors. Just yeah. plan it and then you're good. Right. You know? Music is a great suggestion. I've been, I think about that a lot because when we were young, we're still so young, by the way, audience. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Yep. <laughs> 22 um, for 11 years. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Well, we're very good looking too. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, when we were, you know, like teenagers and like before kids in our early 20s or whatever. Well, I don't know. I guess we weren't. When did you have your first kid? Oh, I was 20. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're in the same boat. Anyway, so before kids, we always fucked with music, man. There was always music. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there was like hip hop music. Sometimes there was like slow music. Sometimes there was like Guns and Roses. Guns mm. and Roses. There was all kinds of shit. <laughs> and that would really change the way you were fucking. Right? Right, like, right. right. You'd be like, oh, I remember I'd listen to like uh, Mindless Self-Indulgence or, you know, System of a Down or some like crazy hard shit. And I'd just have like this crazy fuck fest. Mm-hmm. Or you'd get hip hop and everything would be like sexy and you'd be all like, ooh, I have a booty. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's, that's what I'd be like. Bound to go wow, wow. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it really helped focus slash unfocus you mm-hmm, right? right like it made it so that you weren't really thinking about anything the only other thing was sound which is physical mm-hmm. and and now as adults what what do we have we have our phones we have our alarm clock maybe in our room like i, I don't have access to music in my room but maybe that's something we you should get on top do. of that mm-hmm. just straddle it do it get right on it do it you can get like wireless speakers for like 20 bucks yeah yeah do it. Music and, in the bedroom. Do you want to hear one of my favorite things to do? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I actually have a bunch of mindful erotic practice playlists on my Instagram. I, and I know. I'm kind of adding to them. So if anybody wants to send me some songs that you really love to fuck to or make love to, that'd be great because I want to add to my collection. I've got but some they're good like, ones. Good. So there's some like half hour, 45 minute, an hour playlists. And they're kind of like a bit of a symphony. So some of them are really fast. Some of them are really slow. Some of them have lyrics. Some of them don't. And you can like tap into that music if you mm-hmm. want to, if you want a little bit of inspiration so mm-hmm. that you can, you know, touch or feel or um, fuck around with whatever song is playing. Mm-hmm. And then the next song that plays, you can kind of like change the pace yeah, into yeah. that Slow one. Slow down, speed up, mm-hmm. be aggressive, oh, be gentle. Fun. Yeah. fun exercise. Yeah, super fun. And last week, oh my God, it was so great. Um, here's a, a story about my sex life. But I, we did that, but we took turns being who was in charge. Cool. Per song. Oh. Oh my God. It was fucking great. That so, you know, fun. we set our, our frameworks. Like, we know each other's boundaries. We yeah. don't really have many, but we know each other's boundaries. And so, as long as you play within the boundaries, like, whatever, whatever goes. And obviously, you can always tap out with a safe word or whatnot. But man, it was so much fun because we could we could feel the end of the song coming. So, we wanted to finish or do whatever we were doing. And then we'd yeah. flip. Yeah. Oh my God. It was so much fun. I love the idea of um, bringing the fun and silliness and playfulness back to mm-hmm. sex. Like that's sex is ridiculous. Yeah, like, be ridiculous. It is. There, it, sex can be whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to be serious. It can be playful. You can laugh your way through it. Mm-hmm. You can sing your way through it if you want to. I don't. I won't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Sarah's looking at me like really contemplating this. <laughs> Greg could sing his way through it. That'd be nice. Did Wouldn't you hear it? him sing Icebreakers at the end there? That was That sexy, was lovely. Isn't it? He's mm-hmm. a bit dreamy, huh? You know, he's yeah. a bit of a Icebreakers. That's why I need to start having sex with him again. <laughs> Fuck. I Poor recommend guy. that. Poor guy. So, okay. So one, get out of your head and into your body. And then actually the second one that I have is explore sex like a symphony. Boom. Bam. Perfect segue. 
So it's like there's there's all these ups and downs and lulls and like plateaus and then peaks and valleys. It's just that's the way that sex should be. And the other thing mm-hmm. that I think is a lot of fun is creating that practice, not only with a partner or multiple partners, if that's your jam, but with yourself. Like in regards to masturbation yeah. and just self-pleasure. Yeah. Like we, some of us don't fuck ourselves, which I think is a little bit silly, but I pass no judgment. And being able to explore yourself and make love to yourself with all of that, it really changes um, how your body operates. So okay. that when you do get into a sexual situation with somebody else or with your partner, then that's kind of your, it's kind of how you do. How you do one thing is how you do everything. Okay. So it's maybe uh, put a pin in just trying to get to the orgasm as your. Oh, a hundred percent. Like the orgasm is not the point. Okay. Even of self-pleasure. Even of self-pleasure. It's the journey, not the destination. If you get some orgasms, wonderful. But when we start having like having goal focus as opposed to pleasure focused sex, Mm -hmm. this changes everything. Like just enjoy each other's bodies. Enjoy the intimacy. Enjoy the connection. Enjoy like the feeling of their skin on yours, their body heat. Um, Like watch their goosebumps. Like there's so many subtleties that we don't pay attention to because we've got a mission in mind and it's orgasm 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 and don't get me wrong i love orgasms Mm -hmm. and the more that we can um the more that we focus on it the less it's going to happen it just is what it is right yeah i feel like with uh which most people are having is orgasm centered sex more often than not is leaving the women in the fucking dust Right, you know, like because it's over when the man has an orgasm. Yeah, you mean like oh in a hetero, my God, like don't oh, get me see, ya. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, we're talking about a hetero, uh, mainly hetero situation here, but yeah, yeah. Guys done, sex is over, and the whole point for the guys to get to the orgasm, like that's just not, and that's not how women's bodies run either. We're not just like stick it in, hump around, and fucking I, well. Usually that's not how women's Can bodies I be work. Honest for a second, please, please do. Because I've been lying the whole time. I'm just going to be honest right now. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I get it. So I for you me, you've been lying about yeah, orgasms. Like, Sarah's the whole not time. laughing at my joke. I was like, this is so what, are you coming out and saying even that? Okay, no, go, go on. Um, for me, <laughs> Funny the goal is often not the orgasm. <laughs> my husband's going to kill me, but just it being like over. getting it over with because I'm so in my head. And so I like your idea of writing a list before you go to bed because I'm just like, I have so many fucking things to do. And this is a use, no. another use of my time and energy. <laughs> yeah. I got to get out of that. Maybe a thing too about that mm-hmm. is like the time of day that you're having sex. Like I always find it challenging like morning sex on a weekday which greg loves to try and like make happen sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't because he's awake by the alarm clock i know that if we're having sex it means it's going to be a like he's still going to leave at the same time in the morning but he's not going to have you know help do the dishes or pack the lunches or help me get the kids ready and my rest of the day is going to be like until the kids are on the bus fucked because i'm i'll have lost this chunk of my morning and then it's going to be all cramming and rushing for me. And mm-hmm. that's not like, so that's what I'm thinking about. I'm like, well, if we have sex right now, then I'm going to have a really shitty rest of my day. But maybe if, you know, on like a weekend morning, then I don't have to worry about that. And then I'm not like, listen, this is a use of my time that I need to be using elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And you do stuff in the evenings, mm. right? Like that's I when you do podcast stuff, stuff and I painting. Guess, yeah. Yeah. But like when else are we all going to fuck? Yeah. Lunch yeah. fuck. I well, I mean, you guys live in this like beautiful little community out here. Send the kids to the neighbors and, you know, that's true. fuck for half an hour. Yeah. You guys can do that. I had a neighbor wife and she was so good to me. I would just send my kids over to her place and be like, don't let them come back for like 40 minutes. Please. That's a great idea. <laughs> right? Okay. Did you know that women are more likely to orgasm between the hours of one and four in the afternoon? Really? No. Yeah. Interesting. Why? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just know <laughs> Come that on, Casey. <laughs> I, just, I just read this fact a little while ago and I can't remember where I found it, but. Between one and four. One and it's four in the afternoon. It's because the kids get off the bus at four. And I all think the that's probably why. done by one. Yeah. Huh. It's yeah. like women having babies in the middle Good. of the night. Yeah, yeah. oxygen levels. So, like, you're being honest with that. You're like, oh, my God, I just want to get it over with. Yeah. Sometimes we forget how good sex is. That's true. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm 100. So, you said being present as one of your things. I should change one of mine to present. I don't know Mm -hmm. which one, but because that's a big problem. I'm just, like, in my own head, and I don't focus on the physicality of it. Well, what do you love to do in bed? How do you love to be pleasured? Um, What, like, just makes your body tingle when you think about it? I don't know. Remember before you had kids? Yeah. Uh, I feel like kind of uncomfortable sharing this with all the listeners. You, you don't have to share it with all the listeners, <laughs> but, like, but I want you to write it, it down. Okay, think about you it. You know what I mean? Head. Think yeah. about it, write it down. And yeah. those are the things that, I mean, we're so busy sometimes that we don't even have time to fantasize, right? Right. But take oh time God, to I fantasize. The yeah. Take like yeah. five minutes to write a fantasy journal of like, oh my God, what would be so fucking hot this afternoon? Like middle and, of the afternoon. And your don't make it home. be like all the laundry was done and folded and put away. And then I took a nap. Or maybe you're doing that in like super sexy, uh, whatever you feel sexy in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. L- loose fitting sweatpants. <laughs> yeah. And oversized <laughs> stained shirt. Arr, arr. Yeah. Actually, I lo- I spend a lot of time in my home wearing what I feel like is like sexy stuff and like doing the chart. Like when Greg gets home, I have like, you know, a sheer long undershirt that's basically see-through. Mm-hmm. It's really comfy. Mm-hmm. And I know like he's just following me around being like, whoa, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, we're definitely not having any sex because I don't want to, but I'm enjoying this. This is as close <laughs> to sex as I can come right now is like. Yeah, right? You want it. <laughs> you want it. And also I'm doing the dishes and folding the laundry and like cleaning poo off the floor. <laughs> but my butt looks great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my question is like, you know, what one of your one of your ways you want to feel is this powerful thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh. You just think about that one for a minute. So I'm doing that. You are doing that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Explore your sex life like a symphony. Play with all of that stuff. And like, that's also a good segue into the next one is how our nervous systems work. And this is one of the big things uh, in my last webinar that everyone was like, oh my God, about was I talked about the autonomic nervous system and there's two sides to it. It's your fight or flight and rest and digest. Okay. So the fight or flight is your sympathetic nervous system. And that's where orgasm comes from. No kidding. No kidding. So it's like a sympathetic response. That's why when guys get nervous, they'll actually come a little faster, which is oh. kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, because it's a sympathetic yeah, thing. Okay. 
Mm. <laughs> I love how much thought you're putting into this, like flipping through That's the Rolodex in your brain. Exactly yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen that. Yeah. When guys are nervous, intimidated, <laughs> they tend to to come really quickly. That's funny. And uh, but for the other aspect of this is the parasympathetic nervous system is the rest and digest, and that's where the arousal happens. So if you're going through your day constantly in a sympathetic fight or flight, all the stress hormones are flying through your body, your adrenal glands are like pumping out cortisol like it ain't no no thing, and you don't have time to rest and digest, you're not going to get aroused. Whoa! If you don't train your your nervous system to chill out, it won't chill out when you ask it to, and therefore you can't get aroused. If you can't get aroused, you can't orgasm, and it's like it's just this vicious cycle. Yeah. So again, this whole like sexuality thing. When people ask me for tips, I'm like, I'm gonna leave, give you some life tips. Not anything to do with the bedroom because you can't have a really good sex life unless you get the rest of your life under control. Mm-hmm. Unless you can get your nervous system and your relaxation and arousal stuff under control, and then if you can play with um, intentionally going into that sympathetic state, like doing a bunch of jumping jacks and then lying down on the floor and trying to like slow your heart rate down and breathing as fast as you can. That's a really good way to play with that and to train it. Or when you're super stressed out, you know, you guys know mommy timeouts when you're like, I'm going to strangle someone, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and then like, just take yourself out of the situation and be like, mommy timeout. I know you guys do it. Yeah. And just flop yourself into the most comfortable position and really downregulate and try to slow down your breathing, slow down your exhale specifically. Um, it's really nice to have your hips a little higher than your heart because that actually calms your nervous system as well. Oh. I know. There's so many like little tips and tricks that we can do. If you plug your uh, right nostril, you breathe into your left nostril and that's also downregulating. Mm. Yeah. So practicing. And there they go, guys. We're doing it now. They're doing it now. I mean, it does feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of makes you breathe more slowly too, which mm-hmm. helps. Yeah. yeah. So all of those are ways to like to reorganize your physiology and to reorganize your nervous system. So take that as an opportunity to learn how to chill out because when you can chill out, you can get aroused. And when you can get aroused, you have a way better sex life. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I can't have any sex or sex life if I'm not aroused. Like that's off the table. I will not. I cannot and will not do anything sexual unless I'm aroused. Mm-hmm. But then so, you get stressed about not being aroused and then your shit goes crazy and then you can't get aroused. Exactly. It's kind of a vicious cycle. It's kind of a vicious cycle. I love that idea about on purpose putting yourself in that doing jumping jacks and what is it called? Your hyper system? Uh, your sympathetic. Your sympathetic system. Like putting yourself in that on purpose and then teaching your body how to come down. That's really cool. Yeah. And and that's something that we should all know how to do. Our sympathetic nervous system flicks on in the blink of an eye. Like you're about to ram Talk into somebody, it. you slam on your brakes and all of the blood rushes to your hands, your palms are sweaty oh, and that. tingly. You're... Tingly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so it comes on really quickly, but we kind of have to train our nervous system the other way to like chill right out. And that takes practice. It takes practice. It takes some dedication. But doing that is going to make your whole life infinitely better, not just your sex life. That's cool. Like imagine being able to chill out if you want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you can't do something if you've never done it before. So yeah. practice that shit. Cool. You know? It never it occurred to me that you could this. practice it. I live in fight or flight. Like I fucking live there. That's basically like why I'm medicated. Mm-hmm. 
I, I would love to not go there, not live there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I lived there for a really long time and it takes a lot of fucking practice. Like everyone's like, how do you do it? And I'm like, I practice every single day. Like I make a choice how I want to be in the morning. And then I do things to, to do this whole, how do I want to feel today? Every morning I wake up and I'm like, how do I want to feel? Okay, well, I, f- I want to feel joyful today or I want to feel productive today or I want to feel disciplined today. And then I make choices based on how I want to feel. Whoa. Yeah, you're kind of blowing our minds right oh, yeah. now. I'm seeing like <laughs> keep, really big eyes. Big I keep lactating. I'm so excited I keep lactating. Oh, that's so hot. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> bing, bing. Hold them in. Pew, pew, pew. That's why you'll see me just continuously do it. Every time I'm like, Sarah's what? Sarah's grabbing her boobs, guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's like cuddled them right up. They're right in there. I'd probably cry if I did that right now. Yeah. Sore oh, boobs. Sore boobs. So yeah, coming back to that kind of like, how do you want to feel creating a mantra for um, your sexuality and creating a mantra for body positivity? Because for women, women tend to have like body dysmorphia from head to toe. Men usually have body dysmorphia for like one thing, you know, penis size (laughs) pretty much. I can't imagine. It's their penises. Their penises. It's the penis. Women, it's like this whole global thing. And I like, this isn't like hard and fast. But we worry about what our pussies look like, what our pussies smell like, mm-hmm. um, how long our legs are, if our butt's too big, if our boobs are too small, what our hair looks like that. Like it's it's kind of endless. Where men, it's, it's, it is a lot smaller. And it can be huge to men too. So I'm not saying that one's greater than the other. Right. But when we as women look in the mirror at our bodies, we need to look at it from a uh, from a point of positivity instead of looking at the things that we don't appreciate in the mirror mm-hmm. because that's all we fucking do every time we look in the mirror we're like oh my god i wish this was bigger i wish this was smaller i wish mm-hmm. this didn't look so funny mm-hmm. look at the things that you think are super sexy and then oh god yeah you know what i mean yeah and like just focus on those yeah focus on those till those become bigger to you than the negatives absolutely and I also, like, I honest to God, the other thing that I try to talk to women about from a body positivity standpoint is your social media mm-hmm. has to not have, quote unquote, perfect women in it. Okay. Fuck that noise. Get them off there. So fill, like it, fill it with gorgeous, luscious women that aren't perfect or aren't attempting to be perfect or aren't telling you what is perfect right. because you are perfect just as you are regardless of regardless you are just perfect your body is perfect absolutely the way it is nothing needs to change yeah that's really good and you need to perfectly you right you're perfectly you and you need to love yourself unconditionally you need to love your body unconditionally if there's things that you want to change that's cool there's lots of things there's lots of ways to change that change your body and shift shift Mm -hmm. things around and like i'm not against um, that, but in the process, you still have to love and accept yourself mm-hmm. for who and how you are right in this very moment. And until that happens, you're going to feel shame. You're going to feel vulnerable. You're going to feel quote unquote gross, like all these negative things. Mm-hmm. Um, but start to really love, appreciate and accept your body for how it is right now in this moment. And so would you, how would you suggest <clears throat> doing that? Journaling it, writing about the things you like about yourself or because that's hard for people right like you talk like about having to practice to, but that takes a lot of practice that's really difficult for a lot of people it takes a lot of practice 
one of the things, as I mentioned before, is get rid of any anything that's giving you an image of what a woman should look like. Mm-hmm. That um, doesn't look like you, maybe, or like other people. Yeah, like I'm a lover of women. Like I am, I'm queer. I love women, and I love all shapes and sizes, and I love large breasts and small breasts and big butts and small butts and short women and tall women, women with short, like there's women are freaking gorgeous. They're so gorgeous. And I think being bisexual, being queer, it's kind of of my benefit because I look at women as sexual creatures and I don't necessarily like, and I'm attracted to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a, it's a little bit different. Um, I think you see women in a different light, in a different you appreciate way, yeah. them in a different way. So that's one way. And touching your body touching the parts that you you don't necessarily love as much and like actively loving them like making a conscious choice to love parts of your body probably the part of my body that i have rejected the most in the past is my belly i had kids young i've got gorgeous stretch marks and like it's just got lots of extra tissue there is like lots of squishiness the skin, the squishy skin. in my yeah. belly yeah. and like for the last probably seven or eight years i've just like Oh, I grab it and I love it and I touch it and I massage it. And like, I had to take my pants out of my pants the other day. I was like, oh my God, my hands are in my pants. Whoops. <laughs> Not that I was touching my genitals, but that I was feeling my belly because right. that is now a place of comfort for me because I've. Oh, that's so good. Because I've taught it that way. Like my daughter okay. will grab it and she will love it. And like my son has stroked my stretch marks and been like, these are beautiful. And it's the things that when we can look through our body through another lens. It's just, it's completely different. Um, you know, like breasts after you have babies and after they've grown um, exponentially from breastfeeding and then shrunk or even just pregnancy because breastfeeding does not do anything negative to yeah. your boobs that pregnancy doesn't do. Right. It's a big one. But you know, when you when you bend over, they kind of flop in a different way and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, huh. but we only see fake boobs bent over. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like boobs how don't often look like what we think boobs look like. Yeah. And like I spent a lot of time around naked people fucking. Like yeah. a lot of time. I've been in swinger situations, I've been in lots of orgies and like I've had like the the pleasure of seeing lots of different types of bodies nude and in pleasure and it's f- so goddamn gorgeous. All of the things that we don't think are sexy in our own bodies, we see it in somebody else and we're like, "Oh, yeah." Yeah. Or it's not nearly as big of a deal as you think it is. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And like I, it's something because you've been focusing on it every day doesn't mean that the person that you're about to be with, male, female, whatever, is going to think that. Like I remember as a, a, I have a huge birthmark on my leg and as a early teens and late teens being really uh, ashamed of it and really uncomfortable about it to the point where I would think once I get to this point with this guy or this woman that I'm fooling around with, I'm going to have to explain my birthmark to them and hope they don't like turn me away. Now, as an adult woman, (laughs) I'm very aware that like no teenage boy specifically (laughs) is ever going to be like, Oh, you have a, like I could have had a third head growing out my belly at that point. And they'd be like, sure. Yeah. Let's just fuck. Like, Oh my God. You know, like they're so lucky. And I, I think this specifically (laughs) with hetero relationships, guys are so lucky that they get to get their dick wet anytime. Right. And we need to remember that, that they're just like, (gasps) amazing. I mean, I get to do this to there. That's the best. Yeah. 
they don't care about our stretchy bellies or are you talking about teenage boys specifically or no, just men? Just men. Mm. I just I just feel like men are so appreciative. Like I'm talking again a hetero situation in general because I feel that there's different uh I feel a bit differently about other situations, but in my experience, men are so fucking pleased to be able to have any sort of sexual situation with this woman that they're desiring. Right. That they're they're not seeing any of the shit that we sit and look in the mirror and we're like, oh my God, I wish this, I wish that. They're just like, wow, thanks. This is fucking great. Mm-hmm. And that's good to remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that anytime that we are choosing to be naked with somebody, that somebody is accepting of our bodies. Yeah. Um, and if that person gives off vibes that they're like rejecting you for some reason, yeah. they oh. get the fuck out. Yeah. Like, fuck right off. Um, Because realistically, there are some guys that are just like really judgmental. And there are some women that are really judgmental. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. There are some women that are really judgmental, too. <laughs> um, I'm a little bit. Yeah. So, judgmental. like, but honest to God, like, the majority of the experiences that I've had, like, I feel kind of worshipped. I feel like my body is worshipped. Um, and if at this point in my slutty career... Um, I can kind of gauge that before I sleep with somebody, how they're mm-hmm. going to treat me in bed, um, which is kind of unfortunate that I've had to find out the hard way right. enough times. But yeah, I think that we live in a world of sexual deprivation. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us live in a world of sex- sexual deprivation, but also we're being smashed with sex left, right, and mm-hmm. center. Isn't it funny? It's such a it's weird... It's so goddamn confusing. Mm-hmm. It's so confusing. And that when we live in this world of sexual deprivation, um, yeah, we're like just really happy to get whatever. And I think that's a really shitty way to look at sex. Mm-hmm. Like sex is um, a privilege and sex is a joy and sex is um, something to be celebrated. And that when we do live in this world of sexual deprivation, like anything is is better than nothing. And it's really unfortunate because sex is one of the most beautiful things in the world. There's a saying that's there's two ways, two paths to God, one's through celibacy and one's through sex. <laughs> and I wholeheartedly believe that. And I choose to reach the dim- divine through sex. I, I choose to meditate my way through sex to a greater experience in the world. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine how celibacy would be any way to, like, if, you know, quote unquote God, we were talking with Ryan about this, people who don't feel that there's maybe something other or that this place oh, right, isn't right, heaven yeah. itself, because we were talking about, like, this idea of, of waiting around for actual heaven and earth is just like a waiting room. And it's like, have you ever had sex? Have you ever eaten something incredible? Have you ever mm-hmm. smelled something? Like, what all of these things are such gifts that you should try and take advantage of because that's why you're here because to get to do that this is like a playground a beautiful special place absolutely and we're not taking advantage of it the way that we should yeah We just had to switch mics. We're having a little technical difficulty, but everything will be fine. Here we are. It's all good. What were you saying? Here we are.
yeah, I was talking about how to create a mantra for your sexuality and your body positivity. I think that um, body positivity is definitely a really important thing in terms of sexuality for women in particular. And it's, uh, I talk a lot about it in my webinar. We do like a whole like hour series on how to, how to do a little reframe of what our bodies are like. There are some really great ways to learn a little bit of acceptance in your body too. I'll talk about those a little bit later as well. But finding like a, like one little phrase to kind of give yourself a little reset or reboot of how you want to feel in your sexuality, like I am a succulent goddess is a really great one. Or like I am a sexual panther or something like that, you know? Tiger, tiger, tiger. I am like (laughs) the uh, most sultry tiger in the world. There's so many different ways to, to say it, whatever, whatever seems appropriate for you. And you know what? You don't have to believe it, but just tell yourself anyway. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, totally. Totally. That's probably my favorite fucking saying on the planet because it works. It does work. Yeah, it does work. Cool. It's like manifest destiny, right? Mm-hmm. Manifest destiny. Manifest destiny. <laughs> Heck yeah. Manifest child. That's my <laughs> band. That's our girl band that we have right now. Right now. Cool. Cool. Um, I shouldn't sing though. <laughs> okay, you can be on bass. I'll be on bass. Yeah. <laughs> Beatbox. Bass. Um. Okay. So top five things. <laughs> this is number five. Communication. Oh. Holy Batman. So I mean. <laughs> I've had sex with a couple people in my life. One or two. No. One or two. One or two. <laughs> you know. And what I get as feedback afterwards is, oh, my God, thank you for telling me exactly how you want things. Okay. And it's, I've never had somebody be like, oh, why are you, like, bossing me around? Everyone's like, oh, my God, tell me more. Yeah. Tell me more about how you like your body touched. Yeah, because no one's psychic. Well, some people are psychic or whatever, but <laughs> that's not what we're talking about today. Well, it's that nobody <laughs> is nobody is psychic. And you can communicate through your body language. Yeah. Like if someone's doing something that you're not really a fan of, you don't make a lot of noise. Uh-huh. Um, right? Yeah. Or if you're like really into it, you start moaning a little bit louder. Yeah. Or if you're like, oh, yes, right there, that's the spot. Oh, my God, don't stop just like that. Like all of these little communication tactics and you can be a little bit more specific. And that also this whole communication thing only works if you know how your own body works. Right. 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 Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you feel comfortable enough to communicate. I'm, like, surprisingly quiet in the bedroom because I, I don't have a lot of, like, confidence. How does that work for you? It's not great. Uh-huh. It's better when I'm, I feel, usually if I've had a couple of drinks or if I'm, like, a little bit stoned and can, like, really feel my body and, or if the kids are fucking, you know, like, mm-hmm. if you're not worried about other shit, mm-hmm. yeah. that's better when you communicate 100%, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you ha- how do you, like, um... Feel safer to open your mouth in the bedroom without being chat. drunk. Without being <laughs> drunk, because I can't be drunk all the time, even though I try. Well, and that's what got me through my younger years. Yeah, you getting know, drunk before I was partnered up and married. Partnered up, drunk all the time. Mm-hmm. 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 And then mm-hmm. it makes it harder to have an orgasm if you're drunk. Sucks. I think it depends on the person. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I can't come if I drink. People orgasm way better if they're drunk. Really? Mm-hmm. That makes sense because of relaxation, but... Yeah, and uh, lack of inhibition. 
Mm-hmm. That's Al- it for me. Alcohol mm-hmm. takes a little bit of that conscious, like, frontal cortex out of the system so that you can just get embodied. Yeah. yeah. And, again, come back to this practice embodiment. Mm-hmm. Practice. You can practice communication. So you can give your partner a back rub and they can tell you exactly how they want it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want more pressure, um, if you need them to slow down, if you want them to be more specific, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be just sexual. And you can practice mm-hmm. taking the whole sexual mm-hmm. component out of it. Yeah, okay. And like, how do you want to be touched? And you practice it until you feel confident uh, telling someone how you want to be touched and then... Yeah, have someone give you a foot massage and then just be like really specific with like "Mm, there. And they also have to be receptive to um, direction. Right. It's not criticism. It is Mm -hmm. not criticism. I love and I've in like full disclosure, I've had a lot of sex in my life with a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. And I like to think that I'm pretty decent at it. But I'm not a an expert in every single person's individual body. No, right? right? Everyone's different. Everyone is different. Everyone is wired differently. What might work on one person is not going to work on another person. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to take that personally. Right. At all. Yeah. So whoever is the one that's giving pleasure can't tell the person how they want to be touched. Yeah. It's just not the way that it goes. It's just not the way that it goes. Right. And don't take it personally. Don't feel offended if you're the one that's doing the things. Um, I always find it such a relief. It's like, I remember being so nervous about hand jobs. Like, I can give a blowjob fucking, like a champ. Mm-hmm. Great great at sex. All kinds of stuff. But hand jobs, I never, I don't know what the fuck. I don't have a dick. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that yeah. feels like. And feeling really stressed about it. And then actually getting like... Okay, do that a bit faster, slow down, or whatever. And it's like, oh fuck, thank God, thank you. Because like, I don't know what I'm fucking. It doesn't come with directions, but right. it does. Mm-hmm. Fucking tell me them. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that men's anatomy is a little bit easier to figure out than women's. Mm-hmm. And if you are a human that's like gone down on a woman before, or a variety of different women, mm-hmm. holy shit, is there ever a massive variety of how someone likes it? Women's bodies are actually quite intimidating, I find. Mm. I find vaginas very intimidating. Mm. Like dicks? No. This is a fucking dick. Just a dick. Just a dick. (laughs) It's pretty, like, self-explanatory. But yeah, vaginas can be very complicated. Mm -hmm. I fooled around with a young man recently, and I kind of, he asked me. He was like, teach me everything you know. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Work to my benefit. Yeah. And he was just... Lord, by all of the different spots and places that a woman can receive pleasure. And even when I teach my webinars, women are like, Lord, that there is this many little intricacies in their vagina, around their vulva and in their bodies that can stimulate orgasm or Mm -hmm. arousal. And I'm like, wow, why doesn't everyone know this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, oh no, we need to take the webinar. Oh my god, it's my mission in life to make sure that every human knows their erotic spots, Mm -hmm. and everyone's going to be a little bit different. So that's why communication is so key. And the other thing too that I think is really interesting is that when I'm with somebody the first time, I actually don't give them a lot of direction right off the hop because. I have learned so many things about my body mm-hmm. by people just kind of improving and doing their thing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't even know I liked that. Yeah, yeah, Holy. Yeah. 
So exploring that. So when you're with a long-term partner, really kind of step back and play mm-hmm. and explore and don't get into a rut of doing the same thing over and mm-hmm. over and over again. Right. And I talk to this, talk to people about this with their masturbation practice too, is like, if you're just masturbating the same way every fucking time, your body's going to be wired to only receive pleasure that way. Right. Yeah. And then if you're fucking the same way every time, that's just kind of like, and you're not going to. It's like to, a self-fulfilling prophecy of like. You, yeah. You and you're not going way. to grow from that, mm-hmm. you know, so spice it up and try different things and try it for like, you know, I, I like to try everything like twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Try it a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, communication. That's a, that's a big, big thing. The other thing too, is that really knowing what you want, um, and how you want it. So Betty Martin is a chiropractor in Seattle that made this really awesome concept called the wheel of consent. And it talks about touch, talks about touch and pleasure, who it's for and who's doing the thing. And like I could say to you could say to me, um, I'm talking to Sarah. Sarah could be like, Sarah, say I really want a foot rub. I really want a foot rub. Will you rub my feet? Will you rub my feet? Of course I will. How would you like them rubbed? Wow. Wow. So then I'm serving. I'm in the position of serving and you're in the position of accepting. Mm-hmm. So that's how that works. So the 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 gift is to you. You're receiving the gift of my touch mm-hmm. and I'm happily giving it to you. But if I was like, oh, my God, Sarah, I really love feet. Can I give you a foot massage? You're taking that. Mm-hmm. Yes. The gift is for me and um, you're allowing me access to your body. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if we're not communicating really well, we kind of get lost in the who's receiving the gift. Right. Who's receiving Mm -hmm. the gift? This I find is really common in um, couples that, you know, hetero couples that the man will be like, well, I got to go down on my woman. And the woman's like, oh, my God, like, I just don't like this is not doing it for me. Mm -hmm. So he's going down on her. She doesn't really like it. And neither one of them's receiving the gift of that. Right. Right. You know what I mean? So something's happening and nobody's really like gaining a lot of pleasure from it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like, who is it? Who is that for? Uh, so Betty Martin's Wheel of Consent, I talk about that in my Women's Series 2 workshop or webinar workshop. And it's so interesting to look at it as a perspective of that. And what happens is, so there's four quadrants. There's serving and taking. So that's you're doing the thing. And then there's allowing and accepting and that you're receiving the touch. Mm-hmm. So serving and taking is you're doing to the other person. You're giving the foot rub. You're giving the foot rub. And then um, the accepting and allowing is that you're receiving the touch, but it depends on who it's for. Right. And what happens is that we're just as a culture in, in North America, we're really good at serving and allowing, particularly women. Mm-hmm. We're really good at allowing access to our bodies mm-hmm. and we're really good at serving and doing things for other people. But we're not so good at taking pleasure from another and we're not that great at accepting pleasure from another and to have a global full sex life it's really important to have access to all four of those quadrants Mm -hmm. so in my webinars i kind of talk about how to cultivate um 
appreciation and practice in all four of those. Wow. I feel like I'm learning so much. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. This is Betty Martin. Did Betty you say? Martin. Okay. Dr. Betty Martin. She's okay. actually, so she's, <clears throat> um, done a, like a pro. She, she teaches, um, people that touch people. So body workers, manual mm-hmm. therapists, massage therapists, but also sex workers and mm-hmm. anybody that touches people. So you yeah. guys could do the training as well. And I'm hosting that in February, I believe, with okay. my mentor, Kareen Diachuk. So she's going to be coming out here to Ottawa in February oh. talking about it. It's going to be so good. And this is going to be a webinar? This is going to be an in-person. Oh, an in-person workshop. workshop. Yeah. Cool. yeah. These are the ones. Okay. Um, and okay. then, like, this outside ring here in the Wheel of Consent is, mm-hmm. like, when does it not become consensual? When does this allowing turn into enduring and suffering through mm-hmm. something that we don't want? Mm-hmm which is a big thing. And I intend to teach this to teenagers, sex or consent and pleasure-based sex education. Super important. Seeing as how our sex education has just gone to the shitter. Oh, thank you. Doug fucking Ford. So what you just said about allowing, because another thing people need to know is like that it can turn to that. It can change. You can start one way. You can start feeling like you're taking and you're receiving pleasure, and then that can switch mm-hmm. to now I'm just allowing and suffering through this. Mm-hmm. So what's, um, I guess that goes to communication of being able to be confident or feel safe and secure enough to to speak up when that's happening. Do you um, have any advice for when that happens? Use your words. Um, and that's not, okay. how do I be PC about this? I'm a pretty strong personality and I think that strength is something that we need to practice Mm -hmm. and that when we talk about ourselves as strong or as vocal or as comes back to this reframing thing Mm -hmm. and like tell yourself that you can communicate, tell yourself that Mm -hmm. you know your boundaries, figure out what your boundaries are. And you know what? Sometimes that comes in the moment and you blow past your boundary and that's when you say, stop, I'm done. Yeah. Period. And if the person that you're with doesn't accept that, fuck them. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. Or don't. <laughs> or, <laughs> case, maybe. <laughs> or don't. Great. Yeah. So, so that, this, again, with this wheel of consent, like there is this uh, big circle around the wheel of consent and anything outside of the circle is non-consensual. So when it comes to, when it comes to sexual touch and such, um, find your words. Practice your words like mm-hmm. when i when i will teach this to teenagers i will have people like practicing using words with so that each they're other. ready with words at the time if it's a word you've never said or something you've never said it's going to be really hard in the moment to be able to find the right words yeah women are not used to saying no no and right. they should be and there's also a difference between um like a heart, like a, a no mm-hmm. and a like, no, thank you. And you should be able to say both because yeah, you should right. be, like, be able to say no, thank you. And then if, if it persists, then like a hard no. Yeah. yeah. A hard no. We like, oh my gosh, I am a super sexual creature. I've always been a super sexual creature and I have never had um, a very large transgression against my body. Thank fuck. Thank fuck. Um, 
Oh my God. I'm so grateful for that. But I have had so many times that I've said like a soft no and then been pushed past my boundaries. So mm-hmm. many times I call them microaggressions. Mm-hmm. They're still aggressions. They're still an assault on my body. Yeah. And they're not a massive um, sexual assault, but they're still little and they add up. They certainly do. Yeah. Yeah. And so to be able to practice saying no and to knowing your boundaries and um, to make really good choices with who you allow access to your body to, to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I've never ha- had sex when I'm drunk with new people. I've done it a couple of times and that's it in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, mind you, I'm not much of a drinker. So, um, and it's harder when you're drunk. It's harder when you're um, in a situation where there's an authority figure to say no. And even just guilt, I think women are really, uh, have been really brought up in our generation and previous generations, and hopefully we're doing a better job now, but to feel guilt for being sexual, and then also feel guilt for not being sexual, like saying no, you know, it might not even necessarily be about the words, it's like, oh, well, I, I, I don't want to make my partner feel shitty, or whatever, but you know what would make your partner feel shitty, is knowing that they were fucking you when you didn't want to be fucked. Yeah. That that's shitty. Right. Yeah. So then when it comes back to this like wheel of consent, this allow, like you said earlier, Melody, is that, you know, I'm just gonna get it over with. Like you're allowing access to your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's consensual. Mm-hmm. I, I what what I heard was yeah. that you're consenting to it mm-hmm. in this allowing. Um and then when it becomes like uh that's you can allow things like if you don't really like to do a thing and you're willing to do it for your partner's sake, that's totally fucking cool with me. And I think that that's actually um, something that should be, uh, should be a part of your sex life. As long as it's not going to leave you curled up in a corner ball in your face off. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I think that it's <laughs> wonderful to, uh, to give gifts of sexuality to your partner. Um, and then oftentimes because our partner is getting turned on, like we kind of get turned on because our partner is getting turned on. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. That wheel of consent thing is like, where is that line of consent? Mm-hmm. And where does it turn from um, willful allowing to like reluctant enduring? Right. Yeah. So can we just recap? Yeah. The top just five. Just recap the top five because we, we took some time going through them. Oh my God. Did we ever? <laughs> so top five, just the tips. Get out of your head and into your body. That's number one. Number two is explore sex like a symphony. Number three is play with your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems outside of the bedroom so that you have better access to them when you are in the bedroom or in the kitchen or in the bathroom or wherever the hell you want to fuck. (laughs) Um, Create a mantra for sex and body positivity, something that um, you can easily repeat to yourself that gets you into um, a mind frame of being however you want to feel. And then five is communication. And that's making communication a priority for you, practicing that communication and knowing your boundaries and sticking to them. Awesome. Tune back in in a week on October 25th 
for part two of Casey's episode, where we talk about sex toys, revitalizing your marriage, non-monogamy, and so much more. Casey, where can we find you on the internet? On the internet, I have a website called eroticembodiment.ca. Okay. Um, I'm also on Instagram at erotic.embodiment. Mm-hmm. Um, my other uh, my other Instagram uh, world is at casey.easton. That's got more of my manual therapy education on just how bodies work and function. And right. some like, you know, motivational quotes and I write things sometimes. Um, and my erotic embodiment's really more focused on the sexuality aspect of things because I don't want to cross-contaminate, but that's where I can be found. So I also do webinars online. I've got another one starting um, middle of, I think it's beginning of November, and then that's Women's Series 1. And then in the winter, probably in January, it'll be wi- the Women's Series 2. Women's Series 1 is really focused on women really tapping into their own personal sexuality and... um yeah, going from like really starting from yourself and looking at all the different aspects of it, uh, cultivating a mindful erotic practice, checking in with your nervous system and your body image and mm-hmm. how you want to feel, all that kind of stuff. And then the women's series two, which has to be taken after women's series one is all about how to uh, cultivate more sexuality in your relationships. Because I wholeheartedly believe that it has to start with you right. before it, you move into a relationship with another person. Right. Yeah. So erotic embodiment.ca. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Means a lot. Check out Casey's website. It's really cool. Do a erotic embodiment. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And remember, it's, it's a, a jungle, jungle out there. Rawr. Rawr. <laughs> All right. We did it. Sexy times. Uh. <laughs> We're so good. <laughs>